0: You are listening to the Man of Class podcast. I'm your host, Eric Yusko, founder of Man of Class, this podcast, and your exceptional life strategist for those men who know there's a lot more to life than just that daily grind. This episode is all geared around the people you have around you, and the people you have around you is going to define the success or lack thereof that you have in your life. And so I have a special guest for us to dive deep into, so make sure you stay tuned so you can revamp who's in your crew. Every day, the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Class. A place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. All right, welcome guys to another episode on Man of Class Podcast. We're still in season two, where we're getting lessons from the pandemic, what we can do to use this time more effectively and using 2020 to either save 2020 or set yourself up for 2021. And so today I have a very special guest, an old buddy that goes all the way back to college times, Mark Dvorak. And so Mark, thank you so much for giving us some of your time today. And with that, I'll let you introduce yourself and who you help and how you help them.
1: I'm Sure, Eric. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to to be on your program. And I appreciate you thinking of me, but um, yeah, you know, you said it best. Uh, We go back to college times where we were both studying engineering, Um, you know, kind of what got me to where I'm at now and uh, brought me into having a crew and relying on a crew. Um, I finished my studies in engineering. I went on to study law. I am now a lawyer. I represent uh, small businesses. Uh, We handle business disputes, litigation. Um, personal injury types of cases, probate and estate, as well as criminal representation and uh, all kinds of different things therein. Uh, but we, <clears throat> we really enjoy, um, you know, representing our community and taking care of the folks that need it the most. And so, uh, you know, a lot of times people are in a rough situation. And so they're looking to us to steady the ship if we can uh, tell them some hard truths and, and hopefully give them some solutions. So um, that's kind of my professional background. And I also am a uh, investor of real estate. I have been kind of brought into the fold from my family, uh, mm-hmm. all kinds of experience there. And so I got exposed to having a mastermind or having a, uh, a group of people that you can go to with ideas or concepts in the real estate world. Uh, but ended up, you know, kind of wanting to build my own groups. Uh, I didn't Mm -hmm. quite exactly find what I wanted or what, um, in my mind, what a mastermind was. And so uh, I've created them. I have two mastermind groups now. And uh, as you know, Eric, you're in one of those groups and (laughs) it's been quite good. So um, I'd say that kind of would let everybody know what I do.
0: Yeah. No. And and it's, it is interesting because lawyers are always one of those where you never think to call them. Like, it's always good to have someone like a lawyer on dial because it's always, people don't think about it until they're in that, oh crap moment where they're like, quick, quick, I need somebody. But it's, you know, and it's, after you talk to a lawyer, because I've talked to a couple of them, you know, throughout my career, obviously you being one of them, but it's like, there's so many things where just even having the quick bounce off of like, Hey, you know, can you take a look at this? Or like, Hey, you know, this is something I don't feel quite comfortable. There's like 20,000 pages of legal jargon. Like, does, is this okay? Or am I signing away literally my entire life once I, you know, the pen hits the page. So, um, definitely for those who maybe haven't really don't have lawyers in their circle, this would be probably a a perfect episode to maybe use this as a Kickstarter of trying to get engaged, you know, exactly what you said before, not having the people around you, but going out and saying, I need this person. I would like to have this type of personality or like, I would like to have somebody maybe in the real estate market so that I can collaborate and really get to where I wanna go, which takes us perfectly into today's episode, which is the power of a crew. Um, just like Mark had said before, he's the mastermind guru. He's um, been doing masterminds for quite a while. And tell us some of the biggest things that that you've picked up over your masterminding journey of having a couple of these.
1: Well, I, w- I would say that the biggest thing that I picked up is identifying things that were missing in groups that I was in before. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of those being... I would find myself in a room full of real estate investors, which are great. They're very creative people. Um, you know, very resourceful, but I was always in the room with real estate investors. And so I didn't get any idea of what was going on in other industries. I didn't come Mm -hmm. to learn about other market, uh, you know, conditions or anything like that, that also could affect my real estate investing. And so, you know, I, I'd say the biggest lesson is getting yourself uh, surrounded by people that do other things that could either indirectly impact what you do, or maybe you can learn a way that it does impact what you do and you wouldn't know until you create that relationship or you're in that group and it's the right setting. Um, mm-hmm. And so I would say that not only credentials are important, but also, you um, like I interview everybody before I invite them to my mastermind. It's a private group. It's a closed group. And it's not for exclusivity mm-hmm. that certainly has, you know, it might feel exclusive and, and maybe that is part of it. But I'd say the bigger part is, is that you don't get the folks dragging the group down and mm-hmm. it's not the room for everybody. Um, now sure. it's not to say that the person that doesn't fit the group isn't going to find a different group. In fact, Mm -hmm. I think that everybody could find a very appropriate group for them, where they're at, their experience base, et cetera. So I would say that uh, the credentials and also someone who has the right intangibles to be in the room, those are the biggest things to have a good group.
0: And, And you touched on a really good point. I mean, thinking about it of, let's say there was a group of billionaires, they wouldn't want you, they may not want you in the group because they're all looking, you know, they're all so many steps ahead or likewise of, you know, a, a bunch of guys in their 50s, maybe at a life stage of looking into retirement may not want a fresh 20 year old to come in that is trying to figure out what like they they may or they may not. But, right. but just being aware of that. And I like the way that you talk about that interview process, not necessarily for that exclusivity piece, but almost as a screening of who you allow in, which which takes us to. I know people have heard this quote so many times, right? You are the average of the five people that you hang around. And I think that's very important. But that tangible skill of what you just shared, I think, is is massive. Because so many people are just like, okay, well, I guess I need people around me. So, hey, you over the- my friend, like it looks like or they go to the gym and they're like, hey, I don't know, I guess you work out. Maybe I work out, too. Like, let's let's try to be something together. And then unconsciously, you almost absorb they're good, they're bad. You know, they could be the best friend that that you've ever ran into, or it could start turning into a toxic relationship. Have you had that instant where you've gone to, like, where you've gotten into masterminds and you're like, oh, maybe this isn't the right thing.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um I was often younger in the real estate groups, which was valuable for me. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I use those as examples to just kind of explain why I favor what I favor, not, not to discredit those experiences. Um, There was a lot of people with a lot of experience, but their goal was to either find more real estate deals pad their retirement further or find someone that they can loan their money to. All are great things. All are great. Uh, I had different goals. And so I had to be very mindful, of what I was doing, who I was doing it with. And, you know, when you're young and you have student debt, like much of the people of this generation have, um, you know, it's a different mindset. You know, you can't just get class A properties, AKA the best properties for the highest purchase price, because the older gentleman in the group has been very successful. That's what he invests in. Um, Maybe I don't have that ability. And so that's where we, we reach that stopping point of maybe I'm not really adding it to his experience and he might not be adding to my experience. Um, so I think in a true mastermind, you have to have different industries represented. You have to have different skill sets represented and still be in a similar situation in life. You know, you can't have everybody mm-hmm. as a cookie cutter that's that wouldn't even necessarily be valuable. I really tried to make sure that we had a lot of industries covered as well as the skill set. So some people are more artistic, some people are more creative, some people are more analytical. You need those people in the room. And I would say another part of it too, when you have a group of people that stay in the group, nobody's coming and going. It's not an open door type of group. People let their guard down. You have real relationships that form. You have continuity. I remember you talking about that last meeting. You don't have to spend all your time today re-explaining to this new group. We know where you're coming from. What'd you do since the last meeting, right? So there's accountability, there's understanding, and then you create real relationships with people that you come to really respect, not only because of the different perspective, but because they were there for you. And I would say right now, I'm really happy to have the masterminds that I have because things are challenging right now. And absolutely. Yeah. And so every industry is a little different. And I think there's things to learn that you can put into your, you know, whoever is is facing certain challenges, you're only going to gain and, and benefit if you have an open mind in those types of groups. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's, it's easy for people to fall into. I, I chuckled when you said, you know, some people are artistic and some people are analytical and some people are, it doesn't always work if you just jump, you know, we're both engineers, but it doesn't always work when you get a whole bunch of engineers together because then it's just you have, let's say, five people, five analytical logic brains that are optimizing for this one thing. And they're all going to converge to like the single thing. And they're and it's going to be like a self-feeding prophecy, right? You're like, well, this is obviously the natural choice because this is the most logical. Right. And that, that may not actually help you, especially depending on what it is that you're trying to do. It, whether it's to start a business, because a lot of that's not very logical, it, it has human emotions. And so it's a little challenging, almost like to step outside of the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But there's so much value to be gained in that to, to get people in that's maybe artistic, and some people that are detail oriented, and then some people who are just like big thinkers that are just like, I want to be president in 16 years or something. So what do I need to do like today? Um, right. There's a lot of value, I think. And in, in what you're, in what you're saying there of trying to pull different strengths. And again, that interview process of where are they falling so that you don't end up with just five Joe Schmoes that are all like the same exact thing in the same industry that are only talking about the medical industry. Sure. Um, Sure. So I think, um, you know, when we go back, how is your masterminds or how is your crew evolved over time you think of back when we were in engineering right it basically exactly what we just said a whole bunch of whoever you were in went to school with whether it was like all engineers or like all scientists or all arts people or you know high school if we go even back that far you were sort of stuck chron or not chronologically but you're stuck um geographically right whoever was in the classroom with you you know whoever had the same biology class like that was the people that you kind of resonated with right. So how has that journey kind of transpired or what, what has maybe changed your course of action as you've gone through?
1: Well, I think that it, it, you make a good point, right? Most of our life, you're friends with the people that live around you, you know, mm-hmm. maybe your best friend lives down the street or they go to your school, right? We are a product of our environment. That is a simple fact. And for me, the stuff that's around, it might be great. It might be full of opportunities, and and we should be grateful for that. But I don't believe that most people just pick the goals. I don't think that they pick the dreams that are nearest to them. We might fall into that, right? My father started this company. I'm just going to take it over. Um, right. And I shouldn't say just. That's that's a, a very noble effort. There's nothing wrong yeah, with it. Absolutely. That. Um, right. But I think the truest goals, the truest ambitions are not in our proximity necessarily. I think it comes from perhaps deep-seated ambitions, goals, interests. And I think that by virtue of that, your support group cannot simply just be around you. You can't simply Mm -hmm. just select the people around you because you wouldn't select the goals that are just sitting around you. And so for me, when I realized that, I was done just accepting what was around me. I was going to build a group that was going to get myself where I wanted to go, and where I felt confident that I could facilitate positive, incremental, and consistent change for the people in the group. And, and with that challenge, because it is a challenge, uh, we all get stuck in our own ways, coachability, 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 coachability. And I think that is a good encompassing word because if you're coachable, you have your ego in check at least enough to listen and learn. And so I, I, I don't know if ego ties us to our geography. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Right. Like I live in a great city. Why would I need to go meet anyone else or talk to anyone else? But it could be. And I think we all need to look at those assumptions and, and really think about, you know, the average of the five people around you. That's a true thing. When you start changing your, your crew, your life changes. You mm-hmm. get people that follow up with you and go, Hey, I know our meeting was two weeks ago. We don't have another meeting for two weeks, but I found this article. I read this. How's it going? And then I've even noticed people within the groups that didn't know each other before. They just reach out and you have these things forming and things are happening. And, you know, I'm very happy to see some of the things that people have gotten off the ground. Um, I mean, we have very legitimate viable businesses that have started from the mastermind being a little bit of a push. I mean, you know, I, (laughs) I try to choose people that are ambitious and coachable. And so when the rubber hits the road, I mean, it's really going, it really takes off.
0: And that coachability piece is important because like you said, in the mastermind, so just like thinking about our mastermind, we can bring up. So like one of the things I'll share, one of the things that I had brought to the, to the group was just around uh, sleeping too much. And I never even really thought through the whole pieces of like burnout And when we were able to just share the story and say, Hey, maybe this sounds like this, or, Hey, maybe this sounds like that. I think there was a lot of power there, but it wasn't, but if you just go to your friends and be like, Oh, like, you know, you're just, you'll get the, like, Oh, you're working too hard. And you're like, yeah, whatever. You always say that. And so you don't necessarily respect as much because if it's your, your best friend, you know, that they're either going to, you know, be joking with you half the time, maybe you're supportive, maybe not supportive. You don't really know because your goal isn't together of like raising each other up. It could just be, they're really a fun person to hang around and to joke with, but being able to sort of have that support system where you're just like, Hey, like this is what I'm going through right now. Like I don't really quite know what's going on and then you can have that, but it it takes to be coachable um, in that.
1: It does. And I would say too, when you're not in a formal setting where that's what the purpose is, it's very easy to just go, I'm really sorry about that. I I hope you can figure that out because your friend might be a great friend, but they don't know what your goal is for two years necessarily in your business. Right. Right, Exactly. And so we've worked on creating visions in our group because something that has helped me out. And also it provides everybody in the group clarity. Eric wants to do this. Maybe I can help him along the way. But a traditional friendship, you don't sit down and go, I wrote out this vision. It's really important to me. I want you to have it. And if I'm falling off of this path, I want you to tell me about it. That's not a normal friendship. Those (laughs) are not normal ways to conduct uh, uh, friendship relationships. And so those things don't just happen. Those things don't Mm -hmm. just fall out of the sky. They need to be purposefully done. And I am glad you brought up the the sleeping thing, Eric, because um, – I think that, no, really, it was a good thing because, you know, it it was a level of vulnerability and it takes Mm -hmm. trust in the group and trust in the members to feel safe to come out and say it. And of course, sleeping a little too much if you're still, right, completing your work and your family's okay, right? It's not the end of the world, but it's not where you want to be. And so we know what it really means to you. And so we can give you, hopefully we gave you. some good good tidbits to think about and some good things to consider um, that can get you on that path. It's not to say we're not going to commiserate. We're not going to try to comfort those concerns or how you feel, but let's give you something that you can actually use as well. And those are not norms in society. So I really think that having the right group gives you those things that you simply just can't get anywhere else. I, I don't even think money can buy it. Yeah.
0: Well, and and so I'm glad that you talked about, you know, brought up money because a lot of people, I think one of the big hesitations is they're like, oh crap, like this is going to cost me like an arm and a leg. Like I don't want to, I don't want to pay for this out or whatever. Not all masterminds are paid. There are many that are free. Yep. So I, have you been, have all your masterminds been free or have they been paid?
1: I would say that we all contribute and receive uh, equally, uh, but yeah. no, we don't exchange cash, uh, Mm -hmm. or at least not to this point, there is no paid for membership or anything like that. Um, you know, for me personally, and I had people ask me, why don't you charge for this? You're an attorney, you have an engineering degree, you're bringing, you know, other Mm -hmm. ambitious qualified folks to the table and it's just not the point. And, uh, you know, maybe there'll be a time when I, I do offer something for a paid program or, or something like that. But for right now, you know, I, I'm in the workshop, you know, I'm in the workshop of me and I, I I'm mm-hmm. happy to have my mastermind group be a part of that. And I hope, and I think that a lot of people have a similar thing going on. And, um, you know, it's kind of like going to a mechanic that works out of their house. They'll often invite you in, they'll give you a beer and you're part of the scene. Yeah. Um, and so, no, we, we don't charge. I don't charge. And, um, I, I feel like it's, it might be, might even change things in a way that I wouldn't like. So, um, happy to have things as they are now, but I would, I could see the value in having a paid group though. Um, Mm -hmm. but then that to me would go back to the interview process. If you're vetting people, they don't need to pay to be in the room and contribute. If -hmm. you vet them correctly, you you know, I I get it a lot of times people, they don't pay, Maybe they don't show up. Maybe they don't give their full effort. Um, That's not been my experience. The people that I vet correctly are—they want to be there, money involved or not.
0: Yeah, and I think that's—I think that's important because, again, right now, if you were to take money off the table and you were to say, "What's preventing you?" from creating a mastermind of your, of your own, or just to start asking around to see who may have an existing mastermind that you could be a part of. If you take that money off the table and you just say, Hey, you know, whether it's, you know, sure vet me or, or maybe you start vetting people, you know, you take some of, of Mark's questions of, of thinking what, what, what are your, what's your 10 year goal and and who are the right people that can help get you to that point? Or who may have a similar dream or goal that says in 10 years, I want to be a a sole entrepreneur, or I want to have a company of 10 people, or, or I want to be a millionaire. or I want to be a real estate winner, whatever that goal is. um, But start that process.
1: I was just going to say, you know, I kind of hit the point in life where it it wasn't just about groups. It wasn't just about professional groups, but it was just that if you want something, you're often going to have to create it. I I, I guess that kind of comes from an entrepreneur standpoint, and I certainly am. And I know that doesn't, that's not a message that speaks to everybody. And it sounds like a lot of work and it is, but I'm more than pleased with what I've built. I Mm -hmm. love getting the text messages. I don't post them. I don't advertise them, but I've had people private message me from the groups, you know, outside of everybody else. And it's just me and that person. And it's a lot of sincere thank yous. It's, I don't think I could have ever got this business off the ground. And I didn't build their business. I didn't even necessarily represent them as an attorney to build their business. Mm -hmm. They just needed that crew. They needed that net. They needed that room, that table, and that comfort to lay it out and get over what their hangups are, or at least talk about them. Mm -hmm. and then face them, do something about it, and the sharing of resources. I mean, you know, most of the people in my groups are in the Cleveland, Northeastern Ohio area. Uh, But as you know, Eric, you're not in the Cleveland area. You're in our group. We can still share resources. You know, I was involved in a national uh, real estate investors group as well as an entrepreneurial group. It was all kind of blended into one. And I think that was also eye-opening for me to see that you don't have to be in the same neighborhood to get a, a tremendous amount of value. And, and frankly, you don't have to, you could build your own mastermind tomorrow and, mm-hmm. and recruit people from around the country or around the world and, you know, have consistent meetings and work on what everybody needs to work on. So yeah, I don't think that money needs to be a barrier. Those are limiting beliefs as people say, Yeah, you know, I, I think that you and I connected, for example, in a, in a, a rather random way, I just reached out to you, had a conversation. You didn't know I was interviewing you. And then I said, Hey, I think you should join this group. And so if, if I wasn't willing to make the phone call, why am I going to be willing to chase down my goals and ambitions? Hmm. So if there's someone who's listening to this, who's thinking about starting something, it doesn't have to be 50 people. It's better if it's small, probably. Mm -hmm. I think, what is our group? Seven people. I think my other Mm group six. So yeah. those have been good numbers, you know, uh, mm-hmm. life happens. Not everybody's available all the time, but that continuity, because we don't have 20, 30, 50 people, uh, we get more, we get more done. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. So- you allow,
0: you allow more touch time. But if you have, let's say 50 people, it was like, all right, Mark, give us like the 32nd version of like, well, you know, what are you doing? What help do you need? And how can we help you? Oh, okay. Thanks Mark. Okay. Next person. And it's just, it's, you don't get that value. You don't get that consistency. You don't get right. that sharing of resources of, Oh, Mark really needs this right now. Like, Oh, I actually, I ran into somebody who was that expert. How about I just link you up and I just connect you to, mm-hmm. and, and it's as simple as a common text message where you send it out and say, Hey, you know, Mark, meet Joe, Joe, meet Mark mm-hmm. and have a nice day. And then now all of a sudden that big hurdle that you were like, I don't even know how to get started right now in whatever, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have a resource. And that came through that mastermind because you've got more than just one brain going at whatever that it is that you're trying to go after. Start that business, get a better life, maybe you lose the weight, mm-hmm. um, you know, get more money, uh, whatever that it may be, you know, balance and lifestyle. There's so many different goals that people, a lot of people have very similar dreams and aspirations, but you, you, you hit on it your buddy, you're not going to go to your, your buddy while you're drinking at a bar somewhere and say, Hey, okay, here's, here's my five year vision plan. He's going to be like, what the heck is watch the game, you know? So you don't, you you don't get that being able to share of like, this is what's really important to me or Hey, you know, maybe this isn't going very well in my life. You know, how can I, how can I, you know, what have you found, you know? And, and so not everybody can have that Avenue. So I think you're, those are all great points that you shared.
1: Yeah. And I, I'd say this too. I, I've been invited to paid groups. I asked thoughtful questions, I think, and, and tried to learn about the setup. Um, Most of them don't have continuity. Most of them have a kind of, I, I don't want to name the particular example, but you know, you kind of have to bring someone that you offer to another person for their business and then you get a lead or something like that. I, I I wasn't really interested in groups like that, you know, different chambers of commerce, you have to pay to be involved and you don't really know who's in it. And and there's nothing wrong with any of those things. It's just, when you talk about a crew, I, I think it means something more. I think there's more mm-hmm. continuity to it. And I think there's more repetition to it. And I think that that's where you get the value. I love that you bring up the lifestyle stuff because it's something that I've said a lot and you've probably heard me say it too many times, but you know, the stuff that goes on in the rest of your life, your personal life as an entrepreneur, those are really the same thing. Like you can't mm-hmm. completely divide. If your personal life is in shambles, your business will be affected. And right. so I think the other part with a lot of the paid programs or paid groups and that kind of thing, they're only focused on the guest the guest speaker who wants to talk to you about this or the guest speaker is really a vendor trying to sell you this. And so the person that set up the meeting is making a bunch of money. Those are just not what I was looking for. I think there's you that. had a
0: higher purpose. You came at it from your heart of how can I serve the other people? And then how can we collectively help all of us? Right. The, the tide that rises, raises all the boats. That's right. I butchered That's that right. quote, but it's, it's, it's along those lines versus, Hey, I'm going to go get money from five different people. And now all of a sudden this is my business. Like you didn't turn it into a business. You just looked at it and said, "This has power to help my whether it's real estate business or my my law firm. It has the beneficial the the capacity to grow those aspects." But I'm not trying to make this a, a programmer. I'm not trying to make this a money maker.
1: Right, and I I'm not the originator of this idea by any means. If you read any Napoleon Hill or or any of those guys that met likely in a smoky cigar-filled room. (laughs) Uh, I can
0: picture it now, yeah.
1: Leather-bound books, right, with maids and and all sorts of different uh, affluent features. But, you know, when you read about those guys that were very powerful and very wealthy, they didn't talk about a cost of admission. They did not talk about, well, you know, we had this guest speaker here. No, it was the same people getting together consistently Talking about market conditions, situations, changes, pandemics—you um, mm-hmm. know, whatever's going yeah. on—and so, how do you weather a storm if you don't know your crew? I mean, nobody right. knows what's going to happen. You know, everybody's industry is different, but I think that's that's where it all comes together.
0: And I think that's I think that's an important point. Like you said, different industries, because when all of a sudden something happens, I know we've shared countless articles where. We start looking at the overall trends, and we're like, "What's happening? What are the what are the things when everyone else is panicking? What are the things that are really happening right now? Who are the top people in the world, and what are the choices that they're doing, so that we can start to forecast and say where do we think things are going to go?" And you can collaborate around that, right? And say, mm-hmm. you know, we think this is going to happen, or, or how how are we going to react? And you can collectively make it through whatever it is whether it's a pandemic or whether it's a recession or whether it's a global meltdown you know whatever that it may be just like napoleon hill talks about in in his book so i think that's a very key point that you touch on is is it's not only just how do you grow but it's also how do you peek behind the corners of what could be happening you know as we think of finishing out 2020 with covid where do we think 2021 is going to land? How long do we think it's going to take for some of these industries to really come back? What are those opportunities? How can we best serve maybe some, of, you know, your business with, with law? I know we talked about it. So many defaults that are going to be happening and so many divorces because people are locked in with their spouses that either that maybe weren't a great fit before, but that was okay because they went out and had their own lives. But now that they're locked in, they're at each other's throats and they're like, I can't do this anymore. And so those are all trends that are happening that, that we would never have been able to talk through or work through without having some type of a mastermind or some, some sort of powerful
1: crew. 100%. And you can plan all you want, but who planned for this? I mean, um, (laughs) that's right. Yeah. yeah, Maybe somebody did somewhere, right. But you know, those are a lot of people are talking that way, but you know, in a very realistic sense of running a business, There's a lot of things happening right now you cannot anticipate for, but maybe somebody in the group Mm -hmm. saw a similar situation in their industry, maybe on a smaller scale that you can Mm -hmm. extrapolate. You can think, well, let's play that out. One of the examples that I really liked, I think it was two meetings ago in the group that you and I are in together, we're looking at like OPEC or oil production. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe it was one of the, maybe a company went public or a, a country took their oil public And we had one person in the group who had a lot more industry knowledge on oil Mm -hmm. and gasoline. And so we all shut up and listened for the next 15 minutes because, you know, I think everybody remembers, uh, when gas prices were four or $5 a gallon Mm -hmm. that affected everybody. If you have a shipping company, that's going to affect you. If you need to fly on a plane regularly, that's going to affect you. But if someone didn't bring up the article and someone didn't have that industry knowledge, I would have no new I would have nothing new that I gained in that area and maybe it'll affect how I buy stocks or maybe it'll affect if I open a shipping company right all mm-hmm. of those things and so we have limited time as a business owner your time is crunched so having the right people in the room with the right tone with the right level of trust you can have those conversations and you get immediate and exponential impact on your life and so that's where I think the value is. And that's why I think people keep coming back without any money being exchanged. It is those right. moments. Yeah. Grant Cardone shared a, a quote where he said the
0: most expensive experience or lessons is self-experience or your own experience, because that's you doing something. And, and exactly it, you, you don't have a lot of time. So you go through and you're like, Oop, made a mistake, Oop, made a mistake, Oop, made a mistake. Whereas if you're in a mastermind, you'd be like, "Uh, I've seen that in other industries, don't do that. Or maybe you, this is how they did it. And all of a sudden, just like that, now all of a sudden, instead of making those mistakes that set you back five years from being able to retire, you know, it could be a W-2 employee looking to retire early. It could be a business owner. It could be whatever it is that you're trying to go after, trying to get that lifestyle. Right. It, there's so many lessons that we can all learn from each other that it's it costs you more to do it alone than it will if, even if you just did it free, even if you had to pay somebody, it's still worth it. But even if you can find people collectively is, is a free piece. Your, your value of life is so, is going to be so much higher because you can bounce those ideas off of and, and share knowledge and, and really get to where you want to go from your goals Mm -hmm. every single time. And not just like, Hey, I hit this goal, but I haven't hit, you know, my other 12 goals or something.
1: Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> I, I, they say, if you want to go far, build a team. If you want to go fast, go yourself. I wish I knew who to attribute that quote to, but I really like it because you know the way I see it, I build these groups for longevity. I want to have these groups for decades. And I want to look back decades mm-hmm. later uh, in some sort of celebratory fashion and, and look back and go, man, do you remember how scared we were? Do you remember how like, <laughs> upside down the world was, I mean, you know, your group and my group started this fall. In my opinion, it's just enough time to bind before all this happened with COVID. Um, and I don't think that was a mistake. You know, I think, uh, I think we've all benefited already from it, but I really do feel that way. And I think that if everybody has that intention in the group where we're in this for the long term, you know, I'm going to have to tell this guy over here something he doesn't really want to hear. Um, But, I, but he knows that I'm in it for the long term and I know that I'm in it for the long term and we have that mutual understanding. And, and it's once you get to that point, people can truly be honest because our human condition limits us. We can't see what's wrong with us. We mm-hmm. can't. But everybody else in the room can see it in two seconds. Yeah. And so if you have that trust, if you have that continuity and the right crew, they'll find a way to tell you in the right way and the right time. And bring Mm -hmm. you up instead of just, you know, we've had those toxic bosses, relationships, friends, family members that are, they're just a negative impact. You know, they don't Mm -hmm. believe, they don't think that you could ever own your own business, uh, all the naysayers. So Mm -hmm. if you build it right, it's a great place to be the mastermind.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Where are you? whether it's on social or your website, you know, whether they need lawyer advice or whether they want to get in the real estate game or whether they just want to pick your brain a little bit further for masterminding?
1: Yeah. So, um, you can find us on Facebook. Our law firm is Abdallah and Dvorak, A-B-D-A-L-L-A-H. And I should probably spell my last name too, because it's not any easier. D-V-O-R-A-K. Uh, we're both licensed in Ohio. Um, like I said, find us on Facebook. Our professional number is 216-438-3046. And uh, I'll make sure, Eric, I get you all my professional contacts so that awesome. uh, you can... I'll
0: put it in the show notes. Yep.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and, you know, anybody that's listening to your show would be happy to talk to.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again, Mark, for for taking some time today. And make sure to stay tuned for the next episode, as we continue to go through the lessons that a pandemic can teach us and so that we can make 2020 the best year yet, even when the whole world's crumbling around us so that we can become stronger uh, December 31st than we were in January 1st. So with that, thank you again, Mark. Thank you for listening and take care. Have a great day. Thanks, Eric. Did you know that eight out of 10 men are living a life that they wish was better? I believe living an exceptional life means unlearning everything that we've been taught and dropping the shoulds immediately. Which is why I created a brand new ebook titled, Coaching Secrets, How to Break Out of Ordinary and Live an Exceptional Life. I want to show you the mindsets, strategy, and tactics you need to live the life you were meant to be, so that you can step into the vision that you have for yourself, but maybe haven't taken action. And the best part about it, it's yours absolutely free. To get your copy, head on over to manofclass.com forward slash coaching secrets and you can start living that life right now.